This week on Florida's Fourth Estate, we tackle the weird stories that could only happen in the Sunshine State. For example, did someone just try to sell a baby on Craigslist? I think you should read the ad and then we should guess if this is legit. The seller also said they would provide clothes and formula and offer to include the baby's four-year-old sister as like a BOGO. It's a, I was going to say, it's a BOGO. Get the, I have a four-year-old, and I get that. Florida man strikes again with the excuse of the year after he's pulled over by cops. He claimed the cocaine residue found inside a Budweiser can, along with his crack pipe, don't mm. leave home without it, was not his. It was randomly blown in there by the wind. And UCF history professor Jim Clark joins us to talk about all things politics, including the impeachment hearings. Who comes out on top after it's all said and done? The best example is right here in Central Florida, Congressman Bill McCollum, Mm -hmm. uh, who everybody thought, wow, the the, uh, impeachment of uh, Clinton's going to put him on the map. And it it probably hurt him more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. I'm Ginger Gadsden, and I'm here with... Matt Austin. I like how she just totally did all the leg all the leg work for me on that one. Uh, we got a fantastic show for you today. We have one of our favorite guests back. Always. He is a UCF professor. He's a political expert. He's got a fantastic head of hair on him and some great glasses. His name is Jim Clark. We love having Jim. We've been talking because, you know, when you set up, you're just kind of sitting here chatting. And I'm realizing that Jim has probably forgotten more about Florida politics and history than we will ever know. Absolutely. So it's really just it's stunning just to sit here and talk he to him. He just gave us a 100% rundown on the history of our television station, <laughs> that we had which no I idea. had no idea existed. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't know either because I'm sitting here like, wow. Yeah. No, I, no clue. So we're going to, you know, get started like we do every week. We have some of the crazy stories because, you know, Florida. Florida. And then we're going to talk about politics and we're also going to talk about all things impeachment, which... I'm exhausted by it. It has just worn a lot of people down. But, you know, hopefully you have a little fun this week as you listen and, you know, maybe chime in, Jim. All right, our first story, we begin with something. It's kind of sad, but also when you think about it, it's like, is it for real? Craigslist, you find some crazy Yeah, that's what I think you should read the ad and then we should guess if this is legit. I don't know if I have the actual ad, but it says, uh, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement is investigating to determine if an ad placed last week was a hoax, right? The ad said a two-week-old baby is for sale, sleeps, doesn't make noise at night, and the seller also said they would provide clothes and formula and offer to include the baby's four-year-old sister as like a BOGO. It's a, I was going to say, it's a BOGO. Get the, I have a four-year-old, and I get that. That is just insane. So they're trying to track this down because if it is true, then we want to get that baby in a safe place. And also the creep who placed the ad in a not so safe place, that would be jail. Yeah. So, but the first thing I thought was, okay, that's really not funny. That can't be real. I hope it's not real. They're still investigating and trying to figure out what happened. The poster also claims to live in a quiet, influential neighborhood and does not want to be judged for not wanting these kids. Oh, you've been judged. It's that kind of terminology that that makes me know this is not legit. It can't be real. It can't be real. But still, it made it on Craigslist. I feel like they should just have standards, but... Again, Craigslist. Hey, Craigslist? Like, yeah, it was on late, Craigslist. Yeah. A little late for standards on Craigslist. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the baby was for sale for 500 bucks. Hey, that's a Black Friday but deal you get right the there. Four, 
You get the four-year-old, yeah. too. Yeah, thrown in. So okay. 250 I guess. I don't know. Is the four-year-old potty trained? i got to know these there things. There are lots if of I'm questions. Okay. Do some purchasing. I'm going to go with uh, – I agree with you. I think it's a hoax. But it's just sad that people yeah. think something like that is funny. It's not. I agree. And it's a little funny. All right. So let's talk about, you know, when you were in school and you had a science project, you had to dissect a frog, right? right. One of the, some people either dreaded it. Some people loved it in school. All the weird kids loved it. You start it, with the little you know. stuff, like a centip- or earthworm or something. You start with a worm. Yeah. I had a cow eye at one point. Did you ever oh. have to do that? That one was nasty. It wasn't like the color of a normal eye at all. Of it was not. gross. It's a cow's heard, eye. Have you ever heard of that? Not I've a never... cow's eye, no. No, I don't know where Matt went to school. What are you trying to say? You went someplace (laughs) weird. Where where did I grow up? (laughs) I was raised by wolves. Were there bars on the windows at your school? (laughs) I was born in a prison. (laughs) (laughs) So this Florida high school is changing the way students learn about science. Instead of dissecting real frogs, they have found synthetic frogs. So these frogs are obviously not real. They look real like when i first saw this video show up on our newscast i was like we can't show this but then when you start to see like the tongue and the face you realize it is not legit it's 150 dollars, and they say the fakes are safer because they even when you cut into it look at that that looks that looks really real looking at the video here i mean it looks like a Mm -mm. it's even juicy in there okay that's enough i'm trying to be descriptive for our podcast (laughs) i I don't need that and they don't either 150 bucks what do you say would you rather do a synthetic frog or just the real deal jim or one that had really croaked yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh but i'm bummed he's here all week no wow you're hired (laughs) (laughs) wait listen to him he's he's like whistling he's so happy with that one that was good I'll give I'm it to mad you. I didn't think about it. <laughs> no, I just remember the smell of what I, formaldehyde or whatever I it was. That. I do just too. Like just looking at that video, I can still smell that smell. And I, I am 100% for these synthetic frogs because you don't have to kill the real ones. Because I can't remember how many millions of frogs they actually kill every year or die or croak because they have they send them to the schools to be dissected like that. So I really am all for that, knowing it's not real. I took AP biology in high school. Wow. And I, I tapped out at a pig. They brought the little, I was like. Oh, mm. the fetal pig. Yeah, I, did I, that I one. couldn't do it. I must have gone to a strange school. I didn't have eyeballs or pigs. Well, you we know, to... back in the day when you had to chisel instead of write, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love you, Jim Clark. No. <laughs> did you have lab partners? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. You were, you, and you could make your lab partner do the gross stuff the gross stuff you yeah. didn't want to do you exactly. try to find somebody who all of it's gross who like that all stuff of gross yeah. and, and all of it's I just bad the, my lab partner you somebody like you was my lab partner they made me do all the you gross know stuff. i had peggy harris who didn't mind doing the oh look you remember yeah, peggy remember harris it. anybody who been. will cut up a frog for me <laughs> i'm gonna remember she must have been a looker. If you yes, remember her all these years. I, I, she was. <laughs> <laughs> you all right. knew it. Nailed it. Jim Clark. Okay, uh, this next person should have gone to more school. Hit it, Phil. And now, your Floridian of the Week. Should have gone to more school. I think that was grammatically incorrect. <laughs> Speaking of going to more school. He don't uh, learn good. Uh, what is wrong with me? All right. So, Sometimes doing these stories make us... Not I know smart. what is wrong with me. Hey, let's <laughs> let's focus our attention away from me and onto this guy. This is a real life Florida man right here, pulled over by police in Fort Pierce last month, and he claimed the cocaine residue found inside a Budweiser can, along with his crack pipe, don't mm. leave home without it, was not his. It was randomly blown in there by the wind. Oh, what? 
That is from WPLG. This is Joseph Zach, 37 years old, obviously has a pretty severe crack habit. And uh, he says the wind is what caused the crack pipe to fly into I his I saw car. this and I posted it on my Facebook page and I said, this is the guy who also had his dog eat his homework. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. The dog ate my homework. I've never heard of anything like that, but you have to give him credit for coming up with something very creative because he had to come up with it on the fly. Like, ah, uh, the wind blew it in. No doubt he came up with it on the fly while he was high on crack, <laughs> which is pretty good. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't know. What can you think of a better excuse? On I mean, the fly here? No. Yeah, my maybe, friend no. left it in there. It's not mine. Yeah. Not the wind. That's not a crack pipe. It's just a small glass I drink out of. It's, it's not a crack pipe with my DNA all over it. The wind just blew it in like that. It's just, oh, a, I don't know. But it's it's stories like that that give us so much joy working here in, in the state of Florida because where else can you find stories like this? Florida right. man is a real thing and that's your Floridian of the week. That it is. Yeah. Okay, so one other story before we get started with what Jim is here to talk about. And it really is kind of crazy. Okay, so we're talking about Citrus County. A commissioner canceled the subscription to the New York Times at the library. And people, some people were upset about it, and other people didn't even know that they had a subscription to the New York yeah. Times. And they were claiming that it was going to hurt tourism that people would stop coming to Citrus County because, you know, the library's really big there. <laughs> and so, I, and people were upset with this commissioner, but, and, you know, it just really caused a rift in the community. Jim, do you think that this would really deter tourists from coming to any county in Florida, but Citrus County is the county we're talking about? I don't think it affects tourists. I don't know <laughs> anybody who goes anywhere to go to a county. You don't say, I'm going to spend my vacation in Hillsborough County. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm, exactly. Going to, I'm going to Bush Gardens. I'm going to go I'm, hang out at the library in yeah, Hillsborough County. You know, I I would think no, that the no people, that. the people who would be angry seriously, would be the local residents. Um, in Florida, people will vote for library bond issues because it's free, and especially uh, older people who are retired. They've mm -hmm. come here, and they like the idea they can download books, they can go to the library, sure. they can get the New York Times for free, whether yeah. they agree with it or not yeah. they can get the wall street journal for free and so this is a real uh benefit so i think most of the protest is going to come from uh older residents and there are a lot of them and in they Citrus vote county and those they vote. Yeah. uh you look at uh orange county where we have this tremendous library system seminole county mm -hmm. lake county uh the biggest building in leesburg is the lake county public library because People like that free library. Yeah, one guy who lives there, his name is Tom Paisley. He says, I'm here to ask for your collective apology for the citizens of Citrus County. And that yeah. was met with rousing applause because he believes it's not going to hurt tourism at all. And the manatees, they say, are nonpartisan. So they don't care. They don't. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with that. You know, it's all a, just a political move. Uh, you know, uh, one political party wants to get rid of the New York Times. Yeah, of course. And then the other political party wants to say it's going to affect tourism. And I, it's I just, just all one big it's, game. It's kind of ridiculous. Meanwhile, the people there uh, can't get their free New York Times subscription Yeah, and, and that's what they care about. Hey, you're taking yeah. something. Exactly. I never exactly. went to the library to read yeah. it, but I don't like the idea you're taking it I away know, from I know. Yeah. But now that I know about it, I care. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, so UCF professor Jim Clark is here to talk about all things impeachment related because that's what we're in the throes of it right now and you know I assume you watched the hearings that happened just a couple of weeks ago how do you I don't know what we were supposed to take away from it 
And I, you know, it went on for several days and people expected this dramatic show and they, you know, it's almost like they expected it to play out like a soap opera and, or a Perry Mason episode. It's like, yes, I did it. I'm guilty. I'm the one, you know, but it didn't really happen like that. How do you think it went? Uh, I think it uh, did not particularly go well for the Democrats simply because if you remember, they had private secret hearings, no, no press allowed, Mm -hmm. no no public. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans complained about that. Then after those, leaks began coming out. And so we got the leaks from the, what they said. Then we got transcripts from what they said. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they held public hearings. So really, we've heard the same stories now three times. Uh, and I think people are getting bored with it. It's, wait a minute, didn't I hear that two weeks ago? Didn't yeah. I? Yeah, and the thing didn't is, didn't it's I, didn't he already say that once? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the Democrats probably should have done what they did in Watergate, which was make the public hearings the centerpiece so you had the dramatic uh, uh, testimony. The only dramatic uh, one was the uh, uh, hotel uh, multimillionaire who was the ambassador uh, who was really forthcoming. Sonderland. Sonderland, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, who was both funny and forthcoming. Uh, mm-hmm. The others kind of all meshed together. I, I yeah. couldn't, Fiona I couldn't Hill, pick them I thought, out of a lineup. I thought Fiona Hill was an interesting one. She came along with a lot of credibility. She said some things. I, I mean, outside of the impeachment inquiry, I, I found some things that she said very interesting about how, uh, particularly when she said this whole thing about Ukraine tampering and meddling with our election instead of Russia is a false narrative mm-hmm. and th- it's dangerous. I-, I found that interesting, but it really had nothing to do with the impeachment inquiry, really. No, it end. didn't. Yeah. And, and again, I think if I gave you 20 quotes from the hearings and asked you to match them up with people, I, I couldn't do it. You'd be yeah. hard pressed. And yeah. the other problem, you know, when we had the, the Kavanaugh hearing, there was some very powerful testimony. Everybody I was just watching. I think people expected more watching. of that, yes. Even the Mueller report, you know, we were watching right. Mueller. It was kind of fascinating. We were all on the edge of our seats. This was just kind of like, okay, I saw a guy talking on a phone and he overheard this. And then it was, it's, it was a lot of texts and uh, hearsay and you know it's just it just it's hard to now whether the facts are there or not that's that's not up to me to decide but it certainly didn't seem like it was very gripping television that would say okay you know which I feel like in an impeachment you can answer this question for me Jim in an impeachment it's as much about getting the country on your side as it is about you know right and wrong felonies misdemeanors and all of that correct? yeah and and then Watergate we saw this shift. Uh, against Nixon, mm-hmm. and you could almost, you know, just see it the moving in the public polls. Uh, with Clinton, uh, we kind of saw what we're seeing now: people's views hardening, and people yeah. saying, "I don't care what you say, I'm uh, I'm against Clinton impeachment. I don't care what you say, I'm against Trump impeachment." And you know that you mentioned that the new polls show uh, support for impeachment at 50 percent, 43 percent are against it. And those numbers have pretty much remained the same. But the president was at a rally, and we want to play what he had to say about the poll and the numbers. You see what's happening in the polls? Everybody said, that's really bull****. <laughs> but, but is it? Pretty brief statement there. <laughs> I mean, but it just depends on, I feel like if you're in one camp, you're going to think it's bull. And if you're in another camp, you're going to say, well, it's legit. I believe what the poll numbers are Yeah, uh, uh, he's uh, made up some polls or 
if not made up, nobody knows where they're coming from. It's possible that the Republican National Committee has done select polling of certain groups and, mm -hmm. hey, these people like you or this group likes you. Um, but the, the situation is really that the 50-43 margin is also his popularity. I mean, so basically people who don't like him want him impeached. Uh, and it really doesn't matter what the reason. Sure. Uh, yeah. And the people who like him don't want him impeached. So it's not like, gee, I really like him, but he's done something wrong and should be removed from office. Yeah. So, I mean, and what's going to happen next, though? It, it really is going to play out how everyone expects it to play out. Yeah. Uh, the Republicans have shown they're going to stand firm. Uh, you saw where uh, Congressman Rooney of Southwest Florida came out and made kind of a neutral statement and was originally slammed uh, by the Republicans. He said, he's a Republican, and he said, well, you know, uh, this troubles me. Uh, and he was slammed, and now he is withdrawn as a candidate for re-election. Mm -hmm. So the Republicans, no matter how they feel personally, aren't going to go against Donald Trump. Were you surprised because he called some people to the White House while these hearings were happening, and one of them was Mitt Romney, who did not have a whole lot of nice things to say about the president, but it seems like he is now in the president's camp when it comes to the impeachment. Yeah, there's a, there's a real fine line about voting for impeachment and not being in the camp. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Romney still has problems with Trump. Remember, Trump was brutal to, to Romney. Yeah. yeah, There's no love loss there. Mm -hmm. But Romney also does not want to run the risk of, uh, you know, hurting his party and becoming the goat. I saw the other day uh, Don Jr. was on, I think it was The View, and they asked him who his favorite Democrat was. And he said Mitt Romney. So, yeah, there's not a lot <laughs> not a lot of love lost Ouch. in any member yeah. of the family. Now, when Clinton was impeached, it really did damage to the side that was trying to impeach him in the next elections. So the question a lot of people have is who's going to come out on top after this whole situation? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, the, the best example is right here in Central Florida, Congressman Bill McCollum, mm -hmm. uh, who everybody thought, wow, the, the uh, impeachment of uh, Clinton's going to put him on the map. It and it probably, it probably hurt him more. And if you'll remember, uh, he turned it into a successful campaign for attorney general of Florida as a stepping stone, he thought, to the governor's race. Uh, and everybody was for him, couldn't lose. And then Rick Scott beat him rather easily. So yeah. obviously it's going to help people and hurt people, but we won't know that for some time. We didn't know about Bill McCollum for a couple of years, whether it helped or hurt. Sure. Yeah. It so, took some time for it to, yeah, to show and, itself. And it'll, it depends how it turns out. Uh, 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 Nunes, if uh, the Republican congressman from California, who's the ranking minority member, uh, is probably going to have a tough race. If he wins, he can say, see, I did the right thing. If he loses, everybody will say, hey, yeah, you shouldn't not have done that. It's almost that third rail or yeah. something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, and now we, we want to talk about, we've had some more people jump into the, <laughs> the race for president uh, on the Democrat side. And as if we needed more people in, on that side, I, I feel like Michael Bloomberg uh, former mayor of New York City, and Deval Patrick, who is the former governor of Massachusetts, right? right? Those two guys recently jumped into the race. Why? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Deval Patrick, Patrick 
uh, maybe running for you know some cabinet post or trying to get some some name recognition. Some yeah. yeah, trying to get something going here. Uh, but uh, in fact, most of the things that have come out about him have been about corporate ties and about kind of strange things he's done since leaving the governor's mansion in Massachusetts. So all in all, this has kind of hurt him, I think. Uh, he uh, had a rally recently and two people showed up. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, gosh. And... <laughs> I mean, you got more family than two people. Mom's like, hey, sorry, I'm busy. I can't be there for your presidential well, announcement. <laughs> it, it, I did not know two people showed up. And it gets, the story gets worse. It can't. How? <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, uh, it was at an African-American college in Atlanta, and the two people showed up, and Patrick blew them off and said, I'm canceling on the on the two people oh, no. who showed up, and he left wow. town. Wow. So, okay. Oh, it that, did get worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I want to apologize to those two students. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Because those two students are voters. Yeah, and they came to hear him. And yes. To, I'm sorry, you're not worth my time. I mean, doesn't every time. vote wow. count? I, yeah. Got to start somewhere. I, I don't understand. And then Michael Bloomberg rolled out a, an ad campaign, $34 million. Someone said, I think it was a CBS News report, they said that's the equivalent to one of us writing a check for 39 cents. <laughs> <laughs> it meant nothing to him. And by not ta by not using any, you know, any political money, he's not going to be a part of the debate, so we're not going to really get a chance to hear what he has to say in these debates, right? Yeah, uh, you know, and the the problem with all these folks is that they're sitting at home and they think, wow, I'd make a great president. Um, you know, Hubert Humphrey once said, everyone who has ever run for dog catcher immediately begins thinking, now how can I get to the White <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, uh, and for somebody like Bloomberg, who said, I got $50 billion, wow. Yeah. Uh, but now people suddenly start looking at your record. And they're looking, wait a minute, you were the guy who was uh, the proponent of stop and, stop frisk. and frisk. You were yeah. this, you Which were Which he's that. apologized for well, since he just announced. Yeah, but and of still. course, the 12 years he was mayor, he loved it. Yes, so of course. Now that he has nothing to do with it, he's sorry for it. Yeah. So um, the same thing with uh, some of these other candidates uh, where people go, wait a minute, I, I didn't know that about you. You look pretty good, but. Who yeah. is it on the Democratic side you think could challenge Trump? Who has the best chance against him? Joe Biden, I think. Biden unless, still. Unless Hunter just really destroys him. I think uh, uh, both Elizabeth Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders are too far left for the party. They're the favorites of the, the left wing of the party. But uh, That's not what it takes to win the presidency. That's not what it takes to win. And we've seen this countless times. Elizabeth Warren's from Massachusetts, which gave us John Kerry, who... Everyone thought the Democrats would win in 2004. And then he went kiteboarding. And he, oh, remember that horrible picture? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Let me give you one more. One more Massachusetts Democrat okay. who won the nomination in... Uh, 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 in 1992, Michael Dukakis. Dukakis. Oh, is he, was he on the monkeying around or the monkey business? No, no, no that's, that was oh, Gary that's, Hart. that's Gary Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't okay. remember the picture? Oh, in the tank. The tank. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> with, the, with the helmet on. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. it just destroyed him. Yeah. He was trying to look. 
tough and military. Yeah. And he, he had on that hat. He, he had, looked like a, a, it looked bike like a German soldier. I, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. So, what has damaged Joe Biden? Because Bloomberg said as long as Biden was in the race, he didn't see a path for him. But now he's in it. So what is it that people have seen that has weakened Biden so much so that people are thinking, OK, well, now I have a chance because Joe's damaged. Something's happened. I mean, I, I know it's the, all the Ukraine stuff, but his son, his son. Hope that your children don't do uh, to you what they've done to, to Joe Biden. Oh, man, you know, they've had some awkward talks at night um, at this point. And yeah. a lot of people have pointed out that that Joe Biden keeps saying, oh, there's nothing illegal in this. And the problem for a lot of people is maybe it should be illegal mm -hmm. for your family to start getting all these huge contracts. Here was a guy, Hunter, who was thrown out of the Navy for cocaine use, has been in rehab, what, five or six times, and all of a sudden a company in the Ukraine hires him for 50000 a month. Uh, yeah. 80000 I think, I'm was the last number I heard. Yeah, and, and uh, gee, they probably would have hired him if his father hadn't been vice president. And he even uh, admitted in the interview, well, I think, you know, the, the fact that my last name is Biden helped. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious that it did. And not too many people are finding legal ramifications for it, but it is for the American people to decide if it was right or not. No, but know. I mean, there's not, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you have a name. You can't help that that's your name. Mm -hmm. But if that's the only credibility you have is the name and you don't have the background to actually yeah. do anything with the name or you don't even speak the language of the company yeah. you work for yeah i you mean know, you, makes it a difficult case do you, a, do you, a big a hard do you, sell do you really think the ukrainian uh, utility had hired a number of people who have been in rehab five or six times or do you think joe biden's son was the only one it's a it's a fair <laughs> question yeah. i wanted to ask you about Buttigieg because he's surging in the polls and before we let you go what do you think uh about him because i think he's an interesting candidate he's got I mean, an incredible background a really good speaker he you think he's a threat seven languages he, he probably could have yeah. yeah well uh, two things one is everyone seems to have their moment um two weeks ago we were talking about elizabeth warren surging in iowa yeah. mm. and now she's fading Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I think because of health care. And now, as you point out, the mayor of uh, South Bend is surging. And the question is, is he the flavor of the month? Is somebody is else surging gonna, too soon? Is, is somebody else going to come along? But again, the important thing is with the surge, people are now starting to go back and look at some of his old comments there. Wait a minute. Did you really say that? Did you? Uh, mm -hmm. And so the more you prosper in the polls, the more attention you get. And it hurt Elizabeth Warren with the health care when people started saying, wait a minute, I have better health care than you're proposing. I'd have to give that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think she's slumped. Uh, Bernie uh, Sanders has been up there and now yeah. slumped. Uh, so the question is, does everybody get their, their 15 minutes of uh, fame? Remember, four years ago, Ben uh, uh, Carson, Carson was the was the front runner. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many Democrats in the race now. They are they don't have time for 15 minutes for each of these, you know, candidates to have 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. So No, their money is going to start to dry up uh, and uh, and the sad part is Florida comes right in the middle. 
most of these people will be gone by the March 17th primary in, uh, in Florida. So we won't have very much to do with the decision-making well, in that process. It'll, uh, we may or may not. It'll be down to three or four candidates by yeah. then. And, well, we certainly will be talking to you before all of that is said and done because right. 2020 is right around the corner, and, man, there's, there's still so much happening. So we're going to have you back at some point. Yeah, only about 330 yeah. shopping days till the election. <laughs> Til the election. Ooh. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, you're getting me excited. Guy. You're like our own political oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> so All right. We could talk to you forever, but we're Thank out of time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you UCF Professor me. Jim Clark. I'm Ginger Gadsden, and you My are... name is Matt Austin. Look at that. Another good intro. I don't even have to say I am. We also have <laughs> Tiffany Brown producing and Philip Dean directing. Check us out next week. Have a great one.